Thank you so much. I am so grateful to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I have been listening to your podcast and um, following you on social media and your website for a couple of years. So it is really, uh, it's really an honor to be live with you and, um, and to get the opportunity to share some about Ayurveda with your community. Yeah. Oh, I am so happy for you. It has, you have no idea how much joy it brings me to hear um, about folks who are leaning more into Ayurveda, learning about it, most importantly, applying it. And, and you're exactly right. The how we eat is really more important than what we eat. And, and so that's exciting. Good for you. Yeah, so um, I I normally don't um, start here, but I think the the way I mean I don't know the the words that you just um, offered or what you just invited me into is making me think about my childhood and how antithetical my childhood was to Ayurveda. Um, I am very much the black sheep of my family. And I distinctly remember a New Year's as a kid when I uh, thought, you know, I'm going to, as a New Year's resolution, which I don't do anymore, but as a New Year's resolution, um, I'm going to make these changes. And um can I, can I cuss? <laughs> it's not really, it's not really a cuss word, but my family, to quote, my family says, why in the hell would you do that? And specifically around food and around experimenting with changing my eating. And so I grew up, you know, masculine, dominant culture, lots of, um, lots of fried food, grew up in the deep South, lots of late nights, lots of really unhealthy, out of balanced practices. And I noticed people around me struggling. Um, people were unhappy, people were depressed, people had cancer or heart disease, or even just indigestion and fatigue and uh, rashes on your skin. And I care so much about people. I care so, I'm so in awe of life and love life so much um, that as a kid, um, I knew that there is a, we are living disconnected from reality. Like this is not truth. We are not living in alignment with truth. Uh, with beauty, with harmony, and 
there has to be something else. There has to be a, a different way, a better way. Um, and so I just think from a young age, I was really open to the possibility of feeling better, feeling better in our bodies, in our minds, in our relationships, uh, a lot of turmoil and um, violence in my home growing up. And, and I really think that it was just, I really think that it was the divine feminine. She just whispered to me and whispered to me and whispered to me. And it didn't really come together until I was be out of college and out of that environment that I started getting into yoga. And my yoga practice took me to Ayurveda. And when I discovered Ayurveda, it was, it was like, oh, oh, this, this is the thing that is going to help me shed the layers um, of disease and the conditioning and yeah, and, and experience life, the fullness of life and to be able to serve and to be able to enjoy. Yeah, so I am Vata Pitta. I'm Vata Pitta. And I'm guessing by by um, looking at you and knowing, um, you know, as much as you can know from about someone through social media, that you're either Vata Pitta or Pitta Vata. But I'm guessing, I think you're Vata Pitta too, is what that was what I that was why I said that first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Definitely. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I back up a little bit and just give like an overarch of, of Ayurveda and then we can get to the doshas? So um, Ayurveda translates as the science of life or the science of living. Um, it's a 5,000 year old healing system. It's a system of real wellness and it's based in mother nature. So it's unchanging. Um, at its core, it's about trusting yourself. It, Ayurveda teaches us to stop outsourcing our health to other people and to know that we are our own best healers. And because it's based in nature, it can be applied to everything in life. And so in Ayurveda, uh, to get to the doshas, we first have to know the five elements. So in Ayurveda, those elements are ether, air, fire, earth, and water. And it's through the qualities of those elements that um, we can, Ayurveda really empowers us to make little shifts, like to understand our constitution, to understand what vata, pitta means, you know, or for someone who's more kapha to understand, well, what does it mean to be more kapha? And then based on those elements and the qualities of those elements, how can I shift my day-to-day, -day, my season-to-season -season, um, experience of life and able to feel life force pulsing through me um, in order to overcome the constipation or the anxiety or the painful periods or the 
scattered thinking and, and move with really to raise our consciousness and align with the divine feminine, with life force, um, who's always shifting and changing and flowing and transforming, right? And so no matter what your constitution is, that doesn't, that's not, there's no rule book in Ayurveda. It's a, it's a system of direct, there is a system, but it's, but it's about direct experience. And I think, um, before, you know, you really, before you, like, you can take a dosha quiz, and I highly would recommend everyone listening, go on banyanbotanicals.com and take a little quiz and learn what your constitution is or your body type is. Um, and then to know that, um, I think underneath that, though, we really need to know that the system of Ayurveda, um, it's a feminine form medical system. So we can't put it into a manual. You can't, you'll find lists of do's and don'ts for your constitution, but you can't put it into a box, right? Because the feminine form hates the box. The, the feminine form breaks the box and the feminine needs the box in order to flow, right? We need the box in order to flow through it. So going to back to your question of like, what does Vata Pitta Kapha mean? The five elements, those five elements, they organize into the three doshas. So Vata are the elements of air and ether. Pitta is the elements of fire and water, and kapha is the elements of earth and water. Would you like me to, um, I guess now would be a good time to, to sort of say more about the, that, yes, that, excuse me. Um, I get so excited and it's, and it's such a rich topic that I'm like, we can go in a million directions, but, uh, which is an indication that I am mostly Vata. Vata is spreading energy, lots of ideas, lots of thoughts. So the doshas are, can you resonate with that? Yeah. So dosha, um, it's an organizing principle. And it's really a common sense sort of medical system. So the qualities of vata are that it's light, it's dry, it's mobile, it's cold, rough. So, um, so Chelsea, you probably have like, you tend toward dry skin, you might tend toward being cold, you might tend toward um, being airy your body might tend toward producing more gas. Emotionally, you might tend toward anxiety. Uh, your skin might be a little more dry, your hair a little more dry. Emotions might be a little more erratic. How does that, does that, Yeah, and so those are the qualities of vata, dry, rough, light, mobile. Um, and when you know the qualities of the dosha, then you, you are your own best healer. You can 
transform your life. Just knowing the qualities of the doshas. Um, and from there, simply applying the principle that like increases like and opposites bring balance. So for you, as someone who's primarily vata, who tends toward being dry, for instance, it's really important for you to put oil on your skin, put a little oil, like sesame oil is warming. You tend toward being cold, the sesame oil better to work with than say coconut oil, which is very cooling. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so you want to incorporate foods and practices, movement practices, um, hobbies, you know, that, that are the opposite of your qualities in order to bring balance. Yeah, good question. So for Vata, because we are so mobile, right? Because it's like, it's so easy for us to be in motion physically, mentally, emotionally all the time. The opposite of that, um, let's take yoga, for instance, would be slower practices, holding the shapes for longer, yin yoga. Yeah, yeah. So really, really vata is there's so much mobility that when we're talking about exercise, it's more about going for walks, doing things that are going to calm vata. Yeah. 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 Um, with, so for you, my guess is, you know, when you're in balance, you're very creative. You probably have a lot of ideas. You have a lot of energy. Um, you might tend toward, um, does that, does that resonate with you? Yeah. Right, right. And so when you're in balance, that's a beautiful thing about Vata. Uh, and so then there it's, a, you know, a reason why to to seek out the opposite qualities uh, in order to come into balance. And, and do you want me to talk about Pitta and Kapha a little bit? So elements of Pitta are fire and water. Um, and so those those two things combined, the qualities are hot, smooth, oily, intense. So people who have a lot of pitta, um, they have bigger bigger appetites. They have better digestion. They can withstand cold better. Um, they're very they're very focused. They're very sharp. They're very clear in their thinking. And so these are the Whereas Vata is spreading energy, Pitta people, they start a project and they're focused on that project and they see that project through. Vata is like, we start things and then we don't finish them. We move on to something else. <laughs> um, physically, Pittas are sort of an average, like a moderate build. Um, they might experience more irritation. Um, they might be more easily angered. Whereas vata tends toward anxiety, pitta tends toward anger. They might be a little more aggressive, a little more gregarious. Um, yeah, quick, quick, quick temper. These are the people who get, you know, indigestion and 
Yeah. And then uh, kapha is earth and water. And so its qualities are heavy and oily and real dense and stable. These are the people who were like, when you're going through something emotionally, you know, you find your kapha friend because they can hold everything. They are very supportive and loving and compassionate. Um, out of balance, they're more stubborn. They're they're less flexible, both in their thinking and also in their physicality. Um, people who tend toward being kapha, like hard to get them motivated to get up and move. Uh, they can get stagnant and stuck. So um, they're very, yeah. So they need the most intense movement because they're the most grounded. The opposite of that would be, you know, if hot yoga was for anyone, it was for the kapha person. They have so much endurance and so much stamina. So marathons are for kapha people. Um, lifting weights is for kapha people. Pittas can get injured easily. So exercise for them, they really, and they're so driven and so goal oriented that it's really important for them to do the opposite, going for walks, stretching, using foam rollers, um, just really more passive forms of exercise. Next Because they're so fiery, they overdo it. They have a tendency to not listen to their body and to just push themselves too much. They're very driven. Very, they're, they're fire element. And so very driven. Set big goals. Go for those goals. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 So they all have two elements. Um, Pitta is fire and water. Vata is air and ether. Yep. Yeah. Earth and water. Yeah. And so once you understand those traits, um, then you can change, you can make little tweaks to your lifestyle, to your diet, to everything, uh, you can't change your constitution. <laughs> and and we all have some of each of the doshas. So even though I'm very vata, I have kapha in me also. We all have everything, right? Because we're nature. And all of the elements are present in all of nature. Um, but we can learn to make adjustments for our constitution so that we're less affected by its distortions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, just always going back to like attracts like and opposites bring balance. And that can be applied to literally everything in your environment. So what kind of movies are you watching? What kind of music are you listening to? Um, something, you know, a war movie is not good for the Pitta person. <laughs> Because there's a lot of aggression and pittas are fiery. So, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I love Ayurveda because it really, it's a holistic system. It's a whole science. It's not, you know, our, our Western model, uh, which is very masculine is it's like, you're a liver or you're a lung. <laughs> and this is, no, you're whole, you're whole and, and everything matters. So the food matters. Yeah. But also the movies you watch matter and the company you keep in. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's when we go out of balance that we create disease. In, in Ayurveda, there's six stages of disease and um, Western medicine doesn't pick up on it until we're at about stage five. But if you um, pay attention to your experiences and, you know, go within, trust yourself, um, then you can make little adjustments early on. And in that way, Ayurveda is very much a system of preventing disease, dis-ease. Uh, it prevents, it helps us to overcome, and it also really helps us to, to experience longevity. Um, can you ask that question again? A little differently. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand the question. Yes. Okay. So I love that you just said it's a sick, it's like a sick system. So I, I, the way I understand our current medical system is, um, you know, we, we live in a, in a masculine system, not only in medicine, but in everything. And I'd actually say it's a wounded masculine, like the wounded masculine form that we're currently living in and have been for, you know, for a long time. Um, And it's part of the whole, right? And so if I get in a car accident or I'm having a heart attack or, you know, if there's an emergency, I will be the first one to say, like, take me to the hospital. And then, you know, I will, I will be so grateful for the doctors and I will send them a thank you card. <laughs> Now that is in an emergency situation. Most of life is not an emergency. And so it's applying that like increases like and opposites bring balance. So for instance, as Vata, I, um, as, as very out of balance Vata growing up, I had a lot of migraines, a lot of constipation, very painful periods, uh, anxiety, eating disorder. And I have healed all of those things using the principles of Ayurveda 
by applying the opposite. So for instance, vatas, there is a quality of vata is dry. So often our digest or colon is dry. And so to eat foods that are more warming, more soups, more stews, um, putting oil on your body, keeping yourself warm. Um, I mean, specifically with overcoming constipation, which we're learning more and more, you know, the connection between your digestive health and the rest of your health is huge. So simple things like propping your feet up when you go to the bathroom, drinking lemon water early in the morning to um, promote peristalsis, um, you know, eating things that are more lubricating, rehydrated chia seeds and beets and papaya. And so, um, yeah, it, it really comes back to, you know, if you have a, a, a big diagnosis, go to the medical doctor, like find out about it, but then come home and, and move into the feminine and, and, and move into, okay, how can I overcome this using mother nature, using the opposites of the qualities of what I'm experiencing? Right. 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 And it's really, I mean, what I say is I teach people how to have a body. In teaching Ayurveda, I'm teaching people how to have a body. I mean, I realized through my experience of dis-ease, of illness growing up, at some point I realized, you know, I just don't know how to live in this body. I just... I was not taught how to live in this body and neither were my parents and neither were their parents, but it just trickled down. Um, and through Ayurveda, I've learned like, oh, this is how the divine created us. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so beautiful. And I, and I hear that, I hear that so much. So many of my clients have overcome, you know, so many of my clients have shed the extra weight, 
or overcome the indigestion simply by um, making their meals more of a spiritual practice. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, you know, people, I'm talking about just normal. (laughs) I work with a lot of moms. I also work with college students um, and, and, you know, women who are retired. And so I think the important thing is to have grace with yourself and to make 1% shifts and not try to do this whole big overhaul. Because like you said, you know, you were raised in an environment going to this sport and that activity and this gymnastics meet and rushing, rushing through everything, um, eating on the go. And, and so you were, that's a, that's a deep pattern, right? And so it takes, it takes a little time, you know, to, uh, to release that pattern. Um, and you can, Ayurveda is all about, you know, adaptability and, and your direct experience. And so that's, that's beautiful. So many of my clients, they, all they do to lose weight is change when they're eating and how they're eating, bringing more mindfulness to it, more gratitude to the practice of eating. Um, and they just, the weight starts melting off. It's so, it's so fascinating. A hundred percent agree with you. Um, a couple of the things that that people can do that's going to help them the most is chew their food more. I would say number one, chew your food more. My, I have two kids, and we um, we have a little jingle, um, and it goes, <laughs> "Oh, my poor kids! They're like." teaching them all of this Ayurveda stuff, you know, like they get up and they scrape their tongue every morning before I'll give them any food. Um, and you know, of course, most of society is not scraping their tongue. And and (laughs) anyway, we, we have this little jingle that we do sometimes. Um, we sing, um, now choo, choo, choo and breathe. Wait, Oh my goodness. Now that I'm like saying it now, take little bites and chew, chew, chew and breathe. And so we started it when like my, when I started really getting, when I was doing, going through my, um, I guess after, after I became an Ayurvedic counselor and I was creating two health coaching courses, I started coming up with all these little jingles for my daughter who's now six. And so one of them was, yeah, uh, take little bites and chew, chew, chew and breathe. Yeah, we would, we would, um, I would kind of do that and it kind of caught on and, you know, we, a bunch of little things like propping their feet up when they go to the bathroom and all, you know, just all of these tiny things that make such a big difference. Um, and it's, it's so much, you know, and it's really, it's like, we don't even have to, 
add all this stuff in. I feel like there's so much in advertising and things saying like, you should do this, like add this in, have this supplement, this exercise. And really it's like, no, just sit and chew your food more. <laughs> Breathe between bites. Put your fork down and take a breath. Yeah. And I love how you just described the breath, the full inhale and the complete exhale. That is nature. That is, you know, Ayurveda is this system from mother nature and, and it's, it's pulsation. It's inhale and exhale. It's day and night, sun and moon, winter and summer. Um, it's that remembering our essential selves. I think, you know, when you're talking, when you breathe, there's so much potentiality to remember your essential self. And then all of these old patterns start falling away, like quickly eating your food, getting angry over you know, nothing. Um, you, you really are able to, I think when you slow down and consciously breathe, you're able to, to tap into your deep desire. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you, that you brought breath in to our conversation. That's a huge, that's a huge element of, of Ayurveda. Yeah. So Ayurveda and yoga are sister sciences. Um, you know, they both, they both come from the Vedas, both thousands of years old both based in nature. You can hear nature right now. You might be able to hear my dog barking. <laughs> There's some more nature. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, Ayurveda, um, I came to through my yoga practice um, and through my yoga teacher training. Um, is only, I think we only took one class in my year long class. I think we only had a couple, like a couple sessions on Ayurveda, but they're, um, they're so closely intertwined. Everything connects, you know, everything, everything connects. Yeah. Yeah. 
The thing that I would do today is go on Banyan Botanicals website and take the dosha quiz and find out what your body constitution or your dosha, these terms are used interchangeably, find out, you know, what is your dominant dosha? Is it vata? Is it pitta? Is it kapha? Um, And then very, very, very gently, you know, start to pay attention to the qualities of um, the elements, everything around you, the qualities of your food, the qualities of the conversations you're having, just start paying attention to qualities of things. And you will, you know, this is not something that someone made up. Like (laughs) no one just like wrote this rule book. Um, it's a remembering of your divine nature of your birthright. And so learning, you know, about what your constitution is and, and you'll take that quiz and you'll, you'll, you know, see what your dominant dosha is. You probably, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, you probably don't, you might not even need to take it because you might say, oh yeah, I definitely tend toward being dry or I don't, I, man, movement, it's really hard for me to get up off the couch and go do anything. Maybe I'm more earth element, you know? Um, so I'd say take the quiz. Oh, that is a whole nother awesome topic where Ayurveda connects to, um, I mean, it connects to everything because again, it's based in nature. And so, yeah, connecting to astrology, connecting to the Enneagram. If folks are into the Enneagram, you can find connections there. You can find connections to, to everything, but it's, I would say, take the quiz, learn what your constitution is. And then secondly, trust yourself, like practice radical self-trust, practice radical self-trust. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So um, my website, which is currently being revamped, but is there and you can, and you can go and um, contact me through it. It's www.beombrella, B-E-O-M-B-R-E-L-L-A.com. Beombrella. Um, so that's my website. Um, and you can email me First name, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L, and a period, and the word umbrella at gmail.com. On Facebook, on Instagram, on all the things. And to be honest with you, you, and, you know, to be, like, transparent and vulnerable, um, as a Vata person, I am, I am, mm, what would I say? I'm I'm conscious of the impact that being on social media has on me. And so I like no judgment for anyone else ever, but for me, I am on using social media less and less. So yeah, send me an email, Um, go on my website, you can learn about my health coaching courses, which are based in Ayurveda uh, and modern behavior change science. 
Yeah. Oh. Chelsea, I'm so grateful and I want to congratulate you again, lift you up on the subtle changes you've been making of enjoying your food more, leaning into your beautiful breath more. Um, that's just, it's, it's lovely. It's so inspiring. And thank you.